And that's how the theme song goes. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. You can go there. All right. Well, I just rubbed my nose around. Like, it's going to be a very, very loose episode of the Constitutionals Podcast. You know, I love recording this. And it's very odd. I've been doing this. I know I probably mentioned how many times I've been doing this. And you can definitely see the numbers, but I've been doing this for, this is the 47th episode. I started this in a couple of weeks and three, six, in six weeks, 47, 47, 40, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52. I mean, oh, <laughs> uh, I had to bleep a word there, but anyway, let's just pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm really bad at counting, as we all know, and it's been 47 weeks. It's been 47 weeks since I started this show. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't even think I'd make it two weeks. First one was really tough. <laughs> Second one is even better. Third one, I think it was called Horrible or something. One of them was really bad. Like this one. This one's really bad. Anyways, let's let's, let's hop right into it. I've been doing the Constitutionals for a long time. I've been doing News Time for a long time. But let's hop right into it. All right, so uh, in the in the in the in the time that I was finishing How to Train Your Dragon, the TV show on Netflix, I had recently, like maybe I think that day, that night that I recorded, uh, or that maybe the night after, I finished All Hail King Julian. Now, if you don't know, <laughs> I'm a child. If you don't know. All Hail King Julian is a prequel spinoff series to the Madagascar movies. And the first episode was started when it, it, it was about King Julian. King Julian, uh, let me let me go even further back. King Julian is a lemur from the Madagascar series. He's a king of the lemurs. And he has an advisor named Mort. Uh, in the show, you get backstory that they've known each other for, for basically their entire lives. And then, not Mort. That's Maurice. Maurice is the Maurice is the advisor. Mort is the other lemur. He's like a, a uh, another a smaller lemur. Mort uh, Maurice is an II. We learned that in the series too. Uh, and Mort is some type of other lemur. And he's annoying, and he loves King Julian's feet. And he's in the in the show. He is over sexualized, and it is hilarious every single time. I love it, and I, I and I chose hilarious for a very specific reason. So. King Julian's the King of Lemurs, and in the movies, in Madagascar, the movie, he decides, at the end of the movie, he decides to go with Alex, Marty, uh, the giraffe, and the hippo. (laughs) Who is, I don't know the name, Gloria's the hippo. Who is David Schwimmer's giraffe? Anyway, he decides to go with them, and, uh, and and so do Maurice and Mort, and, and then, and the, you know, they have the penguins and the chimps, and, they all go off on their the the following movies. They go to the Penguins of Madagascar. They go to Madagascar Two: Escape from Africa. They go to Madagascar Three: Europe's Most Wanted, which is my favorite one, which is the best one, which is the one where the entire series is fi- firing on all cylinders. And if you don't think so, then you're wrong, because they had firework, Katy Perry's firework, cap cap into the movie, incapped, cap ended. It was the movie's uh, song that played. Uh, Brian Cranston was in it. Uh, it's so good. It was just, it's such a good movie. It's such a wonderful movie that is definitely a third movie, a, a sequel movie <laughs> that expects you to know so much from the first two. And uh, the end of, and, anyway, so All Hail King Julian, 
It's a prequel spinoff series, and it starts about, I don't know, a couple of, I don't know, I assume a year or two before the the movie itself, because, oh, so, so King Julian becomes king in the first episode, and then the entire series, plus a spinoff series of this prequel series called All Hail King Julian Exiled, where King Julian is usurped from the throne by a couple of mountain lemurs. And that's a whole season. It's really good. I really enjoyed that season too. Um, that's actually season five, I believe. But anyway, so anyway, uh, King so King Julian was usurped, and uh, and so the entire series is just King Julian trying to run the kingdom, being this young party animal that he is. And the, and he's not voiced by Sasha Baron Cohen, of course. He's voiced by, voiced by a man named Danny Jacobs, Maurice is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson standing in for Cedric the Entertainer who's and he's doing a good job they're actually they're all Danny Jacobs is such he's the only I cannot hear Sasha Baron Cohen as King Julian anymore I can only hear Danny Jacobs because he's been doing it since the Penguins of Madagascar TV show and then there's good lord I just dropped the marker that I usually play with when I do these things uh and (laughs) And then uh, Andy Richter reprises his role as Mort, the uh, the cute oversexualized <laughs> lemur. It's it's disturbing how much he's oversexualized. I could talk for the entire episode about all kill, hail King Julian, but I really don't think I should because I don't think that'd be a good episode <laughs> of this podcast. And I, honestly, I think I'm the only adult who sat there voluntarily without children and watch this episode, watch these TV shows. So show's been going on. I think it was along with this and uh, this show in, what was it? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, I believe. How to Train Your Dragons, there's multiple. There, I believe those were the first couple of shows that were part of the original DreamWorks pack to do 300 hours of shows for Netflix. So I wonder how come they don't put movies out? Like if I if I if I were them, like not boss baby style movies, like not that level caliber of film, but if I were them, I would probably put out a a bigger movie. Like a, a movie let's see. I I would try I would up my output of movies. And obviously they Netflix is giving them some money to create DreamWorks animated shows. Otherwise, there's a boss baby TV show coming. And it looks like a, it looks maybe like forty percent of the original Boss Baby. If the original Boss Baby was, <laughs> you know, this big animated hundred percent thing, then it's about forty percent where it's kind of a, a little bit broken animation, but it still retains the look of Boss Baby. You know, whereas Turbo, the uh, Turbo Fast, I believe that was show that show was called. That show was over with. That sucks. I like that show a lot. They didn't give that show a proper ending. That's a show that was on Netflix that was also based on the DreamWorks movie Turbo. But that one was a Flash cartoon. And just like Home, which is... I, yeah, Home was a DreamWorks movie. It is a DreamWorks movie. Uh, Home, which was a DreamWorks movie, of, like I just said, that is also a Flash animated TV show. I wonder... Cartoon show. I wonder what was the decision to... Of course you keep and and the crudes too. The crudes as well. Like how come how come the crudes is animated? How I wonder what the decision was to make those shows animated versus making All Hail King Julian, the How to Train Your Dragons and Boss Baby in 3D in uh CG. I don't understand. 
Anyway, all all hail King, all hail King Julian's great. Uh, the end of the series, there. So there are a lot of things happen in the show that they don't mention in the movies at all. So they kind of had to cut ties with a lot of characters, or just essentially not mention characters in the movies at all, which understands, which is understandable. But throughout the entire series, in the first episode, King Julian got a bodyguard named Clover, and then in the last episode, she was married off to. A, a, a mountain the king of the mountain lemurs so now she's a princess so we'll never see her again but we understand that she was part of the show it was great and everything <laughs> and i'm so single <laughs> so single uh and then at the end of all hail king julian they were they were wrapping it up and julian and maurice were talking and they and they they were talking about how their lives are different now that they've done all this stuff and now they've made experiences and that something bigger is probably on the horizon. And then of course the camera cuts to the beach and Alex, the lion crashes on the beach with, which is, which is not in sync with what happened in the movie. Cause in the movie, uh, Alex, it was the daytime and Alex and all the boxes popped up on the beach at the same time. But anyway, it, that doesn't matter because they're telling the story here. So in the TV show, Alec King Julian, Alex popped up on the beach and he goes, where are we? And that was the end. And apparently that was that's how the movie started. So that's I was so excited when I saw that. <laughs> that's what that's what triggered this me thinking, oh, this is the end of the series, because why would they start in Madagascar? They're not going to tell the entire story of Madagascar. But that was really cool. I thought that was a really neat thing. And that really if you were a fan of Madagascar, the Madagascar series like I am then you really understand and and you saw and that was a little treat for you that was a that was a cool little easter egg and i'm glad it happened and i'm glad i watched it i just picked up the marker that's why it was such a long silence <laughs> anyway that was really good it was a, it's a good show and i urge you to watch it even if you don't have children there's a lot of weird butt jokes in there but you know you got to get used to it and mort was married Mort, Andy Richter's Mort was married, and then his wife left him, like, in this second-to-last episode. It was so strange, because at this point... So, they put up those episodes in December, and I and I watch... It takes me so long to watch TV shows now, uh, but I was going through them one at a time every other week, essentially, at, at this point. And then I finally got to the last few episodes, and I started reading the descriptions, thinking whoa, this is weird. This is what's going on. And then you get to this episode where Mort's wife it leaves him. <laughs> His really manly voiced wife leaves him for uh, one of the villains who's now not a villain anymore. It was so weird. It was so crazy. But you know what? I enjoyed it. It's a good show. You should watch it. Good at subjective. But you should watch it. Speaking of which, anyway, no, I'll save that for uh, when I describe news time, whatever happened on news time this week. So let's move on. Last week, I went to another concert. I keep going to these concerts. This time I didn't pay for a ticket. It was at a venue that I really know. I really know. I really know this venue. It was at the Loft in Atlanta. That's uh, the Vinyl downtown next to Center Stage. That's a very good venue uh, for smaller smaller audience concerts, I believe. It's basically a bar, and it feels like it has a very basement vibe to it, and I, I enjoyed though. Uh, that's where a couple of episodes ago, a couple, I think maybe like 20 episodes ago, my friend performed. I, I had a bunch of friends. They put on a show there. Uh, but this was a band that was created by, and you know what, Dave East, when I when I did that episode, he was supposed to be there. But then they bought, like I said, I think I mentioned this in the episode, people kept buying the tickets because they kept selling them. <laughs> and he moved from there to center stage, which was amazing. But now that I think about it, center stage, and the center stage was packed. 
when I when Davies was there. So if we had if they had capped selling tickets and they fit the hundred or so people that were originally supposed to have tickets inside of the loft vinyl, it would have been brutal. It would have been the worst. Oh, my gosh. And plus, we would have been standing for three hours until that guy, for that guy, watch that guy on stage, the hype man. That would have been so bad. I'm glad he, he they, I'm glad that so many people, they kept selling tickets. I'm, I'm actually glad that they kept selling tickets. So we got into the stage so I could just sit down in, in the top row by myself. <laughs> with nobody near me i mean not no not nobody near me but you know so whatever so anyway i saw a, a band called june's diary i'm gonna i'm gonna look them up as i uh describe them describe them june's diary is a girl group oh they have a lot of followers on instagram 122.9 thousand at this point <laughs> but they're a girls group created by uh kelly roland i i <laughs> And uh, and they have a choreographer slash director, Frank Gaston Jr., who's worked on a lot of he's worked with Beyonce. He's worked with basically Jodeci. He's worked with all of the biggest dance, the singers and dancers out there. Uh, they have a Jodeci cover. Never mind. That's why I said Jodeci. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> we went to this show. My friend invited me to the show, Keys. You've heard me mention Keys before on the if you watch if you're a regular viewer of News Time. You know I've mentioned her before. Uh, it's a and she invited me to the show. I went. It was great. I had a fun time. June's it, June's diary is so strange. It was just a. It's a bunch of. Gr- I don't think there's. I don't think there's a lot of. They feel very. I'm not getting a coherent, <laughs> decisive answer out here. They don't. They feel like a '90s band. Which is not necessarily bad, but it's not entirely good as well. They, I don't think there's enough room in music anymore for, for, for. <laughs> I don't. I really try to watch my words here because I don't want to crap on people who are doing things. I don't feel like there's enough room in the music world for groups like this. Uh, I don't feel like there's enough room. The only, the only, the only thing, like a group like Migos stands out because. They're a hip hop collective, and then they all, they all, they're all off doing their own thing. And I'm sure these June Di- June's Diary girls are women. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm sure <laughs> these June's Diary girls are off <laughs> women <laughs> are off doing their own thing. Uh, and honestly, that night when we were watching them, they were they all had solos and they all had. The thing is, they're all they're doing covers. It's mostly a cover band, and then they have ten or twelve songs that are theirs. Go ahead, go ahead and confront me and say that they don't June's Diary stands, but but they are mostly a cover band because they sang mostly covers, and I I enjoyed it. I liked it when they uh, put on Old Destiny's Child and put on. Um, Motorsport by the aforementioned Migos, but in order in order to succeed, you're gonna have to make your own stuff. And obviously, I'm not I'm a nobody. The 20 people that listen to this, you know, you understand. But I upped it from seven to 20. I gave myself 13 more subscribers. But June's Diary is just such in a difficult position that I don't under I don't understand. Then and, and they sound so 90s, and that's not necessarily bad like i said but it's not again it's not that good uh but you know what 
I, I enjoyed watching them. A lot of, they're such a, a beautiful group of women. And I found out one of them was married and I wasn't happy <laughs> when I found out. One of them sounds like, just like Beyonce. And it, and I may or may not have fallen in love with her, but you know, you know what? You, you win some, you lose some. Uh, so I urge you to go listen to June's diary. And oh, oh, also, this is very weird. They, <laughs> before they came out, they had, I, I would say about three opening acts, all people I've never heard of. And I don't want to say, honestly, I'll never see them again, but you know, who knows? They were all <laughs> very different. <laughs> all very, very different. <laughs> that's not that's not to say that they weren't good. Also not to say that they were not horrible because <laughs> they might have been bad. <laughs> so so all of these people came out and uh and in and in between those, the choreographer came out the first time and he gave it he passed out a sheet of paper. I swear to God this happened. Passed out a sheet of paper and it had five actually you know what? I took a picture of this. I'm gonna look it up on my on my uh my photos account. But he passed out a sheet of paper. It had all the songs from this from this night. Uh, oh, dang it! I don't have it on my photos account. Okay, so it had it had all these new songs on there, and he said that these are new songs from the EP that we're releasing next month, I believe, next week or next month. And next week is now, so I think he meant next month. And <laughs> it was all these songs, and they played them, but they didn't. The girls didn't come out. The women didn't come out. The band June's Diary did not come out. To sing these songs, okay? <laughs> these <laughs> he played the songs. He played the songs over the speakers, and we were supposed to stand there and rate the songs on a scale of I think it was one through ten or one through five, and see if we liked them or not. And they were gonna collect the papers at the end of the night. First of all, they didn't collect the papers at the end of the night. People were just throwing them on the ground. We were trying to find people to give the papers to. We didn't have pens to sign these things. <laughs> so so crazy but it was it was a fun night overall (laughs) oh my gosh if you're ever going to the loft or center stage or uh, vinyl this it's all the same it's all in the same building don't ever park under there if you're ever visiting atlanta or if you're ever if you're ever going to see a concert i'm giving you guys i'm giving you the hint don't park don't pay for parking down there do not pay for park there's there there's a parking garage under do not do that do not go under that parking garage it's garbage it's you're always going to be stuck in traffic park off park off of peach tree park on peach tree street it's right there and then walk the block or two you i you'll save so much money you'll only have to pay until park for parking until 10 so if you get there at eight and you pay for parking until 10 it's going to be like two bucks instead of paying the 10 or five or ten dollars seriously it'll save you so much money in the long run and plus you'll like the walk back you'll get to this I walked it alone. It's safe. No, no one's going to mess with me. He said, he said before he was murdered. All right. So that was June's diary. Uh, also I've been getting back into, Oh, so I just finished the season finale of crashing. I just wrote, wrote the review and the review is up as we speak right now. I, I just put it up maybe two hours ago uh, or at eh, two twenty. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one knows when I'm recording this. <laughs> Why do I care? Why am I setting up these details? Go to go read it. It's uh to give you a little hint about it. I did not like the season finale. I love the show so much. I love Pete Holmes. I love Jamie Lee. I love Judd Apatow. I love Artie Lang. I love Brian. The if this was a roast battle themed episode, so they they brought in the original roast battle crew. Roast battle is when two comedians go up against each other and just spit jokes back and forth and try to tear each other down. 
and it's a real thing. And I've reviewed the Roast Battles specials that they've had on Comedy Central. Roast Battles started in New York with host Brian Moses, uh, Jeff Ross, and uh, uh, (laughs) this comedy group called The Wave, who are just a bunch of guys uh, doing stupid things while comedians tell jokes. And so they brought in those guys to do Roast Battle for Crashing. And it was it was the roast battle parts are good. I the issue is there this episode felt very and I wrote this in my review and I've said this last week about uh, how to train your dragon too. It was very desolation of Smaug. It was an it was an episode of television that posed as a finale but felt more like the uh, the climax of a season, the high point of a season. And I'm not saying the episode was bad. I'm just saying it was misplaced and it's misrepresenting what crashing is. So for the first season of crashing, Pete, Pete Holmes was a comedian who was cheated on by his wife. And then, then at the end of the season or throughout the season, he's trying to find out he's trying to be a comedian at the end of the season. He's trying to, he's trying to be a comedian and uh, get over the love that he has for his uh, ex-wife. And at the end he's, he's in this place where he has nobody and nothing, and he's staying and he's living with, uh, or, or no, staying. He's staying with the man who who cheated on, who his wife cheated on him with, and now they're friends. And so, in season two, is part. So, but season two, that's where the issue is. That season two is him being a comedian. He's succeeding in being a comedian uh, here and there. He he gets a he gets a manager. He gets more gigs. He's he's uh puts on a benefit for Wayne Fetterman. The older comics like hanging out with him. Bill Burr likes him and he has a girlfriend. She's a comedian too. And there's so many things happening and they all just kind of peter off and it, it, nothing comes to a head in this episode except for his relationship. Uh, so the finale just, it, of course, if you knew, if you're a fan of Pete Holmes, you know that the the relationship is going to break off at some point. Ja- he and Jamie Lee, who plays Allie, they dated in real life, and the relationship changed him, uh, you know, admittedly for the better for him uh, for the better. So now we know that something that next season he's going to be an even better comedian because. At the end of this season, he's finally on his college tour. He just he left town. He left New York on his college tour, uh, doing all the colleges he booked in NACA. That episode before this, prior to this one. So I don't, but it just feels this episode is just so misplaced in terms of story. It I just I wish that and uh, Holmes and Apatow are credited with writing this episode, and but they I know they have a writers room because. Pete talks about it on his podcast. So I, I wish I wish I was in that room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I wish I was in that room where the room where it happens, where uh, when they were talking, when they were breaking the story, because it doesn't make sense for this to end like this. Uh, when not not every season of a TV show has to end with some type of finality to it. Like for me personally, I enjoy when a when a season can tie up loose ends and introduce things but not expect to be you know not not a, I want it to feel like an ento- entire story was told over the course of one season whereas for you know arrow every season ends on a cliffhanger why can't we just have a season of arrow where it's it starts good bad things happen and then uh it gets worse they try to solve them all and then it ends good where the last season 
all of the main characters, most of the main, no, all of the main characters except for Oliver were caught on an island and exploded. And then this season we find out that no one died except for Oliver's baby mama. And so we're supposed to care about this new boy that's in Oliver's life. <laughs> I hate Arrow so much. I haven't seen the last three episodes. Last week I said it wasn't the last two. And I just didn't watch the third one. So <laughs> who who cares what's going on in that stupid show? So all I'm saying is for crashing, I really wish it was handled in a tighter way. I wish things were done right. <laughs> done right. I really, I, I, I do. I do. I'm sorry to put it that way, <laughs> but this is not an hour long uh, procedural show or an hour long drama. This is a half hour comedy that needs, that needs story structure. And even for, um, what's it called? What's that show that Kumail's on? Uh, and Tommy Middleditch, uh, oh God, I'm blanking and Zach Woods. Oh, Silicon Valley. That's where I'm moving. I, I, I've, I wish that show Mike judge. I read an interview with him where he said it wasn't every season. Those characters fail. And he says, it's not fun if the characters don't fail. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, it is fun. If the characters succeed, I will tell you right now that it's that life is good when a character succeeds. You know, you know, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm over here looking at, um, I don't know. I have a, the bat, the dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray. I uh, didn't have to specify that, but <laughs> the dark Knight trilogy over here. And at the end of Batman begins, Bruce is happy at the end of dark Knight. Bruce is happy, not happy, but you know, the, the problem is solved. We're not expecting a third one. And then we get the dark Knight returns. Uh, is that what it's called? I don't know. The Dark the Dark Knight Rises. I don't like that one that much. No one does. It's not that good of a movie. But at the end of that one, you know, uh, Bruce is Bruce is technically happy at the end of that one. Uh, same thing for continue on the Batman thing. I have the other Batman movies on DVD. <laughs> um, for it, like, all of these, all of these movies end in a finality. There's something to it. There's a concreteness to this whole story structure. Whereas for for crashing. Uh, it was, it was, it just, it didn't end in a, in a direction that was pointing it, it, it flatlined, you know, rather than having a, a little heartbeat at the peak at the top. I'm really stretching for analogies here <laughs> anyway, but to make me happy, I watched uh, high maintenance today and I'm going to tell you right now, it was the shortest episode of high maintenance I've seen on HBO it was about a girl who was having a birthday, and that's pretty much it. That's all. That's all that was happening. Usually, there's more story. Again, there's more story structure to high maintenance and crashing, but I don't know what the heck is going on. <sighs> but you know, I had a, I had a good time. I I enjoy both those shows, even though they stress me out. Just do stuff, guys. Do stuff right. Do stuff right. The Atlanta Film Festival is coming to Atlanta April 13th through the 22nd. Maybe I'll volunteer. Who knows? Volunteer. That's a weird word. Volunteer. All right. I guess I should end this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, AP Bio. I Oh, I didn't write the review. I did not write the review for AP Bio. Did I? Wow. I watched three episodes of that show. I watched the first three episodes and I meant to review it. I also have the, I, I, I'm supposed to be reviewing all of one day at a time and I have all of the notes for that. I don't think I remember anything from any of those. Though. So I need to, I need to go and write those down. 
uh, read the interview, read the reviews, not the interviews. Almost also, I saw Black Panther. That's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> I saw Black Panther. I, I liked it. I thought it was fine. It, I was forced to go see it. I didn't want to go see. I'm, I was sick of seeing superhero movies. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm sick of superhero movies because was we when I was younger. When I was a child, we used to get one every seven years, and we were happy. It was an event. X Men One comes out, and you do your Blade comes out. You think you're never gonna see another superhero movie again? Uh, now we get one every. Uh, this year we're getting what? Uh, we got Black Panther, another Deadpool. I think an X Men movie. I think that was pushed though. So I'm gonna, but I'm still gonna count it. The Avengers. Uh, three, I was gonna say four, and Aquaman, Ant Man and Wasp. That's six movies. We're getting six movies, and those are the ones that I know about. There's probably more. Also, Disney has. I looked at their uh, slate because I was wondering. Again, I'm not a huge fan of of superhero movies, but I really love business and uh, entertainment business. And I wanted, and I and uh, I got an email last week that said that. The Avengers movie was pushed up by a week, and I thought, "What movie's coming out? What? Why are they for the entire week? I didn't even look this up for the entire week. I was, I kept thinking, why is this? This is always the back of my head, and it's so this. And you'll get a little bit of sense of how I work, and my brain works. And I was thinking, why, why, why would they move it up? It doesn't make sense. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Like, why? I would think you is it. And then my conclusion was that they just wanted to make a little bit more money, and then. And then I think yesterday I actually thought about it and I and to myself I said, "Oh no, they must have another movie coming out." Then today, without even <laughs> I didn't even look it up yesterday. Today I find I got another email about it about Avengers moving up a week because uh, it was a uh, Rock's Rampage movie is moving up a week to not contend with the Avengers, so they're gonna be two weeks ahead of the Avengers rather than being a week near them. So then I finally so then I finally looked up. All right, what movie's coming out? It turns out it's a Han Solo Star Wars Star Wars. This is that Star Wars movie about Han Solo. I didn't know that was coming out this year. I thought that was going to be their December movie. Don't they have aren't these Star Wars films coming out in December? I don't know. I haven't seen one since the ninth one and I really wish. I wish I had not seen. I wish I didn't waste my time watching that Clone Wars TV show. Oh well. These, the things we, it's FOMO. We're all, we're all, we're all trying to fight against FOMO. I thought it'd be cool to, to, to try to fit in, but it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, Black Panther was fine. I enjoyed it. Uh, I wish, I wish, uh, you know, you know, you know, what really was really good about it. It didn't tie into. I mean, they did have little uh, jokes and stents in regards to the, to the other movies, but thank God it did not tie into everything else to all the other Marvel movies. Cause I mean, they did flashback to civil war too. I was, I hated civil war. I, I don't hate it as much as I, I, with a blind fury and rage, I hate guardians of the galaxy too. <laughs> and you can go back to listen to the episode in, in which I discussed that, that, the stupid crap shoot of a movie. I don't, that movie made me so mad. <laughs> it, I, I, I put that the way that, uh, people hate the Transformers, live action Transformers. This is the way I hate, 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 hate the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That second one. The first one, fine. Second one, trash. Don't ever support that crap. I'm disappointed in James Gunn. 
the writer of the Scooby-Doo movie and the second Scooby-Doo movie too, Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> yeah, I know you're, I know you, James Gunn. I knew you before anybody else knew you. Oh, and the Oscars. I meant to talk about, you know what? I should talk about the Oscars. <laughs> no, I shouldn't talk about the Oscars. It was great. Uh, Jordan Peele, congratulations to him. Congratulations to everybody. Very inclusive Oscars. Uh, and then you get <laughs> then you get the think pieces where it says it wasn't inclusive. I thought it was, I mean, plenty of round people there. Plenty of Guillermo del Toro won best movie. You know, you can't win. You can't, you can't win all the things. Um, Kumail Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon were there. Emily stood up when uh, Francis McDormand said, "All the lady creators stand up." It was great. You see all the you see all the people you you celebrate. I love I love these people so much. Emily and and Jordan and uh, and Kumail. Oh God, I love these people so much. And and Greta Gerwig was there. Oh, I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for all of them. Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer. I'm just naming people now. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about the Oscars. That was dumb. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. It went on way too long. It went on for three and a half hours. It was longer than usual. It was midnight by the time I got to bed. It's crazy. All right. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> That's how I said it in these episodes. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> uh, oh, but there was one There was one joke in the, um, in the Black Panther movie where uh, Black Panther's sister says another when uh, agent ross martin martin sheen martin short martin sheen <laughs> it's neither of those guys when <laughs> martin freeman is brought back to the to the lab in wakanda and he shot up uh and she goes great another white boy for us to carry to care for in my head i went they're talking about the winter soldier that was so great also, Winter Soldier is the last good Captain America movie. The first one, fantastic. Second one, stellar. Third one, crap. Just like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> also, there were... T- my Again, I went to this movie with my friend Keys. She also, she forced me to go. I, so I told her I wasn't going to see uh, uh, Black Panther. She said, no, you need to see it because it's black excellence. And I said, okay, ma'am. And so, so she dragged me to see this movie <laughs> when I didn't want to. Um, because it's a superhero movie. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see anything. But when it's, when it's a superhero movie, I'm done with it. <laughs> so, oh god. Anyway, uh, I so uh, there are these people behind us. She chose. She sat in the middle. She sat in the middle, which I didn't think. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to change the t- the channel on the TV. Because I Zombie is starting. <laughs> because you know I'm really into this right now. <laughs> How do I mute the TV? Oh god, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Anyway, so uh, but anyway, we saw it. We started watching the movie. She sat in the middle. She likes to sit. I, I'm a me. I'm a freak. I'm a freak of nature. I like to sit up front. I like to sit uh, closest to the exit. And I like to sit on the edge of the aisle. So I know I know what happens and when. <laughs> you know, you always got to be prepared. But she's a freak and uh, they, she likes to sit in the exact middle of the movie theater. Not doing that. That's why I go to movies during the day by myself. Because there's no one in there. But I still need to sit by the exit and near an edge of a seat. <laughs> and so... Uh, so this family was around us and they kept talking and this little girl stood up in front of us and it was, and she would, she didn't sit down for at least two minutes. 
Oh my God. And I think the mom took her to go see Peter Rabbit, that Easter bunny movie. Uh, I don't, I don't think I know because she was whispering it so loud when she came, she came back for, I, for like the last 10 minutes of the movie. And, uh, he said (laughs) her husband was there and they had two other sons. So the sons and the husband stayed and watched black Panther. But he said, where's a, I don't know the dog's name. Where's Kelly. And she goes, we went to see Peter rabbit. And she did not sound happy about it. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, this is why I hate people. And then the idiots behind off, behind off, behind off. The idiots behind us were uh, were just mashing their mashing up the, the popcorn. They had an endless bucket of popcorn. I swear to God, endless bucket of popcorn, and they were just munching along. And it was the most annoying thing I've heard in my entire life. I can't believe that uh, that that. Why would you continue? I had to move. I moved forward in my seat because it was so loud, and I still. I could hear, and it was smacking. It was the worst because it was crunch, 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 smack, 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 smack. How do you smack popcorn? How do you smack it? That's disgusting. Just chew with your mouth closed, you friggin' idiot. I want to end this because this this is way too long and we're talking about nothing. This is is great. This is why I like Constitutionals because I come in... and Honestly, I came in with maybe two things to talk about. All Hail King Julian and June's Diary. And then I just went off. I went up on these people talking during the movie. Talking, they were talking during the movie. They were whispering to each other, smacking their popcorn. I cannot wait to buy my own. I I've said I think I've said this before as well. I'm gonna buy my own movie theater. I wanna. I I will. I I mean, I, of course, this is gonna be. I assume it's gonna be like an Eric Cartman situation where he was he had an inheritance of a couple million dollars and he bought that uh, amusement park. And then the music, something in the music park breaks down. He's got to hire somebody to um, fix the rides. And then in order to pay that guy to fix the ride, he's got to hire. I mean, he's got to let people into the park. And <laughs> and so and it just snowballs from there. You got to hire a ticket taker to take tickets, you know, and, and serve food. And they get start letting more people in. And then it just basically becomes amusement park again. I assume that's what's going to happen with my movie theater. But those first few times with me being alone... And with maybe one other people, one other people, one other person that I invite will just be glorious. Same thing with uh, I'm going to do just like The Rock. I'm going to have a gym. I uh, I keep saying this. I'm going to buy. I'm going to have my own gym, and it's just going to be a, an unassuming white, like a small, uh, like a one level size house building. No mirrors, no TVs, just a boom box that I plug my phone into and I just blast music and I just have, I have all these, uh, all this equipment around me. Can't wait. I cannot wait for that day. And, and after I leave that gym, I'm going to go right to the movie theater. <laughs> uh, I'll plug in my Xbox, my PlayStation, the switch, and I'll just, and I'll, the Blu-rays, I'll have a 4k screen. I'll just be doing stuff in there. That sounds weird. I probably shouldn't say doing stuff. All right. You hear that? That's the that's the marker that I'm rubbing with my thumb close to my chest near the microphone. All right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hang up now. Okay, if you like this show, 
You can always head over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where we've got the latest news, reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits that I can provide you with. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter at chatblackwhite. Like us on Facebook. Go to the webpage, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where we have the premiere show, News Time. It's a show that I've, it's a news comedy show, comedy news show, where I just pick a story for the week and I just talk about it. I don't, I mean, it's written, it's scripted, it's great, it's produced, it's overproduced, honestly. People love it. <laughs> People love it. Uh, we're in the Shorty Awards. Please vote for us. We're not. So, uh, yeah, this week's episode is about, it's a weekly show, and this week's episode is about South by Southwest. Actually, in a couple of days, South by Southwest will be starting its 10-day stint in Austin, Austin, Texas. So this is the history, and it's turning 25, and it's the same age as me. So if you if you like indie movies, then you love South by Southwest, obviously, and Sundance and all the other ones, and TIFF. And that's it. That's the only ones I remember. Tiff. That one just popped up in my head. I wish I remembered that when I was writing news time. But anyway, it's a independent uh, movie festival. And there's there's obviously there's music there because it started as a music festival. There's video games. There's interactive section. It's such a it's TV shows. It, oh, my God. I love it. I love South by Southwest. And one day I will be there soon. Very soon. And. And then so it's about that. And then we it's also about the uh, Razzies, the Razzie Awards. They happened the every year. They happen the Saturday before the Oscars. And it's just it's just a bunch of idiots talking about what what the worst movies of the year were. Uh, and it's it was it's it's cute the first few times, but it's getting it's wearing thin. The it's it's I think it's it started in 86. So that makes it about 22, 23 years old, almost as old as the south by southwest so no yeah no because in 93 they they moved to the austin yeah i think it's i think it started in 86 or 91 who knows i'm not gonna look it up it's obviously in that script go watch the episode it's it's a good episode talking about one thing i really love south by and one thing i really dislike which is the razzies i don't think it does anything to further the movie you just watch it i'm not gonna anyway yeah yeah it doesn't do anything to further movies or television it does the razzies take everything away from from what south by and sundance and and the oscars and the emmys are doing for for media so go watch it it's great it's a good episode i really liked it i don't know what i'm doing this week i'll figure it out at some point i got a new job i had (laughs) i'm serving so now i have more free time to do and write and uh, shoot stuff. And so maybe it's going to look better. Maybe it won't. Who knows? <laughs> I love news time though. Usually if this is your first time listening to the constitutionals, usually this, this, TV, this show is about half the length. I don't know what's wrong with me right now, but I'm going over, going overboard and I'm about 10 minutes into I zombie. It's pause on my DVR. I got to get into it. Oh, so speaking of which do it, get into it. <laughs> okay. I'm hanging up now. Bye.